You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. And, Ian, tough start to the week for this team as they've gotten some great pitching performances, but but nothing to show for it. And now a pitcher going to the disabled list on top of all that. But let's start with Patriots Day, obviously a special day in Boston, the marathon, the Red Sox playing in the morning. And for much of the game, it looked like everything was going as planned. Clay Buckholz pitched great throughout, but then late in the game with just a one to nothing lead, it slips away with the bullpen. Koji struggled and then Kimbrell struggles behind him. Um, It's it's been interesting because we've seen Craig Kimbrell dominate with this team, and we've also seen some pretty tough outings by him. Um, what's gone wrong when he hasn't been right? Yeah, you know, Kimbrell, I wouldn't be too worked up about. He mislocation a couple times. I mean, that situation on Patriots Day, you know, that, that game was more on Koji than it was on Kimbrell. I mean, Kimbrell came into a really tough situation in mid-inning um, with nobody out. Uh, nobody out. It's just not the situation that he's – uh, accustomed to coming into, he's probably putting a little pressure on himself to to get the strikeouts he needed to there. Uh, you know, la- the next day he looked fine. He's looked great. He looked great on Saturday. So I'm not worried about Kimbrel at all. I think the Koji Uhara situation um, bears watching a little closer because look, Koji Uhara is 41 years old, and he pitched I think it was eight times in the first 12 games of the season. Um, that was probably more than they wanted him to pitch. They probably asked him to do a little too much, and I think they paid for it. Uh, Monday, when when he just uh, could not get the job done. So I think this magnifies really how big of a loss Carson Smith was for this team um, coming out of the coming out going on the deal to start the season because they really need Carson Smith to uh, you know take the load off of Koji and Tazawa so those guys aren't, aren't pitching too often. And they get more good pitching on Tuesday, but not from the starter because Joe Kelly has to leave the game after just two-thirds of an inning. It's a right shoulder impingement. He's actually headed to the 15-day disabled list, which has led to kind of a slew of roster moves today. But let's start by talking about the job that the bullpen did for much of the game because Heath Embry came in three and a third innings, two hits, no runs. He was great. Tazawa came in, was great. Robbie Ross was good. You said it. Kimbrell was good. They end up losing it late, but but this you can't put on a bullpen that that was great for most of the game. The offense needs to come through in in a big spot as well. Yeah, I think what you have right now with the offense is you just have a few um, you know key guys who are struggling at once. Where you have Mookie Betts is really the igniter of that offense. Uh, you know he's he's been ice cold lately. Um, Xander Bogart's kind of a notoriously slow starter. Not surprising for a guy who grew up on the beaches of Aruba. Uh, so I think once you get a couple of these guys going, uh, you know, once you get Pedroia maybe hitting for some more extra base hits, uh, then you'll see start, starts to this offense go a little bit more. I'm not uh, real worried about them offensively. I think it just gets magnified during a, a, a three-game losing streak. And kind of like at times early last year, the Red Sox aren't putting it together right now. You know what I mean, Tim? It's like when they get good hitting, they're not getting good pitching. When they're get, getting good pitching, they're not getting – the hitting and they do have good starting pitching and hitting. You know that's the day the bullpen seems to seems to let them down. So it's just uh, not uh, clicking in all facets right now, um, like they really need to 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 be playing winning baseball. But it's still very early. This start wouldn't be nearly as magnified as it was for what took place the last two seasons. But when you finish in last place at back-to-back seasons, and you're the Boston Red Sox, and you added David Price and Craig Kimbrell to your team. 
Um, there's going to be every game is going to be really scrutinized early in the season. So this is just a bad time for them to get off to a uh, you know, six and seven start. They've had a couple three game losing streaks within the last uh, week or so here. Yeah, and, and six and seven by I mean not the end of the world by by any you know standpoint. It's not not terrible at all in baseball. You go on a little run, suddenly you have a great record. I mentioned the slew of roster moves with Kelly going on the DL. They also optioned Marco Hernandez to Pawtucket because they need some arms after all the bullpen work. So Noe Ramirez comes back up from AAA, as does William Cuevas. Um, are they going to have to juggle some pitchers uh, between Pawtucket and Boston here for a little bit to, to get these innings worked out? Yeah, first of all, I found it interesting that they, um, you know, they sent out Hernandez instead of um, Heath Hembry because, uh, you know, Hembry obviously is not going to be able to pitch tonight because of the, uh, you know, the three and a third last night. So I guess it just shows, you know, he kind of earned his keep, uh, you know, with the way he pitched last night. So they want to keep him around for a little bit. Um, one of these pitchers is only going to be here for a few more days because they're, they're going to need a starting pitcher on Sunday to replace uh, Joe Kelly. So whether that's uh, Henry Owens or whether that's uh, Rowanis Elias or whether that's uh, Brian Johnson, they're going to need somebody to pitch on Sunday. So that's it. But, yeah, they do need uh, kind of a surplus of arms right now. I think they're okay position player-wise. They have, you know, obviously the, the ever-versatile Brock Holt, who's kind of like, Two players at once, the way he can uh, he can move all over the field. Travis Shaw can also play uh, a couple different positions. So I think they think they're covered on the bench, and they really do. Uh, with some of the abbreviated starts they've gotten, you know, they really do need some length out of their bullpen. Eduardo Rodriguez also making some progress, I guess. Ian, what's the latest on him? Because he's he's throwing, I think, ready to make rehab starts. Yeah, well, th- that was the thing is they thought that um, after his last one on on. Uh, Sunday, I think it was, either Sunday or Monday, uh, they thought he was going to go off to an affiliate after that, but then John Farrell said yesterday that he's still going to get one more uh, extended spring training start, and the way John said it, it was not because of the arm, um, and that's in perfect shape, it's just because he's still having trouble with some of the agility stuff, and they can manage that a little easier in extended spring, have him do some agility drills, um, and things like that, just to get him completely confident. Um, off that knee uh, before he comes back. So, uh, yeah, it's dragging on a little bit. Uh, I think we're looking at about hopefully the still the second week of May maybe that he comes back and uh, pitches for the Red Sox. But, yeah, they sure need this guy. But, you know, they need him healthy. It doesn't do any good to rush him back uh, too early. Yeah, and with Joe Kelly down now, obviously more need for him, although maybe Kelly will be back before Rodriguez is being on the 15-day DL. We'll see. we got to talk a little bit about Pablo Sandoval, Ian, and this weird situation that just seems to get a little weirder by the day. I'm obviously on the disabled list with the shoulder injury that we don't really know exactly what it is, and he was supposed to get the second opinion with James Andrews, but then it was too sore, which I'm not sure anybody knows what that means, too sore to get the the second MRI. Um, it, it seems like a surreal situation, and somebody just needs to kind of step in and, and explain what's going on but obviously the Red Sox aren't going to be the team the 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 group to do that when are we going to exactly know what's going on with Pablo yeah I would say you know not for probably a couple more weeks now he did go there with Andrews and he got the cortisone shot um, and that, yeah they said that he didn't have enough range of motion to, to be able to do a real good exam I mean John Farrell did say that the Red Sox also had a hard time um, in their MRI just because he had such little range of motion with the uh shoulder but you know it's a real mystery how this happened in the first place i mean the guy was barely playing so you wonder was he you know did he just overdo it on the uh 
in the batting cage or in the weight room or, or something just because uh, he was frustrated that he wasn't playing a lot of time. Something just doesn't uh, sit right with this injury. It's kind of uh, shrouded in mystery a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I don't exactly quite know still what, what happened, but I think uh, well, hopefully you can see Andrews in a couple of weeks and then get that uh, other opinion and then see where we're going here. But it sure doesn't seem like he's going to be playing baseball again anytime soon. Yeah, and it, it makes you wonder what what is going to end up being the final result because on one hand you would think maybe if the team has kind of given up on him, which I don't think they've done, but but they would look for maybe somebody to, to jump in as a possible trade partner since he's not starting with that contract now. But obviously you can't trade an injured player, especially when he's got a contract like that, when you're going to have to pay a bunch of that money anyway. So we'll definitely keep monitoring it, that's for sure. Uh, Ian, let's just check in real quick the rest of the week. Obviously they finish up with the Rays and then a visit to Houston, which – I know Houston's been in the American League for a number of years now, but it still seems strange to me when the Boston Red Sox go to Houston during the regular season. Yeah, no, it's definitely a different feel. Yeah, you're right. They were in the National League for so long, and uh, you know you still just see them. You know, you see them once a year in Houston and once a year um, in Boston, so you're still not quite used to that. But uh, you know, it should be a good test. I know the Astros didn't quite get off to the start they wanted to this year, but uh, you know, obviously a very talented team. The Red Sox got beaten up there when they went there last year, and they, they got swept on that uh, winless road trip they had to Anaheim and Houston. So, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be, they got Sunday night baseball um, against Houston, so that, that'll be a fun series. It should be good. All right, great stuff, Ian. As always, this has been MLB.com Extras, our Red Sox edition. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.